Hey guys and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and the run continues another fantastic away win for Liverpool this time away at White Hart Lane uh, or the new White Hart Lane I think that's what it's called um, at Tottenham our first time visiting that stadium because uh, I think we played them just at White Hart Lane or at Wembley sorry last season before they moved in so that was interesting for us to play a new stadium as well um, but uh, yeah a positive result for us a 1-0 a 1-0 away win exactly what you could ask for against a very good team with a very good manager um, even though they were missing you know some players I think Sissoko and Kane uh, were the two kind of big players missing from them um, however you know we still the job still needed to be done and we did it expertly um, with minimal fuss there was a little bit of fuss but we'll come on to that a little later um, in in the episode but uh, yeah so Oxley chamberlain came into the starting lineup uh, for this game that was kind of the only change um, from the Sheffield United game with James Munner obviously being injured um, against uh, Everton in the FA Cup and Naby Keita kind of get coming out of the game um, against Sheffield United just before the game in the warm-up with an injury but hasn't really um, uh, well, regained his fitness yet which is kind of a bit of, bit of a shame um, I think Naby Keita's he, he just you can when you see him play you can see like all he needs is a good extended run in the team but every time he gets in the team uh, and looks like he's about to get going he gets injured uh, but it will be interesting to see you know how long obviously I think we will be keeping him for at least the duration of his contract which I still believe is a couple of years long but I, don't, I just don't know whether he's going to be the long-term success at Liverpool like many of us including me thought we, he would maybe when we signed him but um, but yeah anyway so Oxlade-Chamberlain just starting the midfield obviously that gives us a bit more dynamic um, way of playing in terms of moving forward but also you know he's a hard worker as well in terms of the def defensive side of the game a bit more um, kind of uh, lavish and a bit more attacking than maybe like a James Milner but um, we don't really have too many other options in midfield obviously Lallana played the full 90 last week in a very tough game against Everton um, so it was good to see Oxley chamberlain uh, in the team uh, Minamino as well obviously making his first uh, substitute um, bench uh, in the in the Premier League for us uh, didn't come on I think in the second half we'll touch on the second half a little later in this episode but it wasn't it wasn't the right type of second half to introduce a new player um, he may have found it a bit uh, maybe overpowering the game just got a little bit out of hand uh, towards the end of the game not in terms of like discipline or anything but just in terms of um, we weren't we didn't have the control that uh, we would have maybe wanted um, would have been a good um, you know, time and place to introduce Minamino, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of occasions for him to uh, to both you know come on as a sub, but also start. Um, but the first half was uh, was very much kind of Liverpool playing at our close to our very best, I say. Um, and the reason I say that is we were we just dominated the ball. You know, we we were passing it around. I think this, the possession stat stats had us over seventy percent of possession, um, which you know away from home is not something you'd expect, particularly against a Tottenham team um, that you know are, are trying, even though they're not there at the moment, trying for those uh, top four positions. And uh, as the half wore on, kind of the pressure and the pressure built. Um, and I think Tottenham did pretty well at dispelling us. They were almost at times playing like a back five, even maybe like a back six, um, when Danny Rose and, and kind of Son came back, even as a kind of a pseudo left back to stop stop Trent. But uh, obviously, when a team plays like that, it's very difficult uh, to break them down. And so I think what we did really well in the first half was we were patient. Uh, we didn't really force anything. 
Um, we created chances. There was a chance from Firmino uh, right, you know, like five minutes into the game, which I think was probably just a little too early, I think. Um, maybe he wasn't kind of just there mentally or whatever, or his finishing boots uh, hadn't warmed up by that point. But um, the pressure did eventually tell uh, towards the 30-ish minute 30-ish minutes um, when there was a throw-in from the left from Andy Robertson and Firmino kind of missed it and then Jordan Henderson very uh, bravely just stuck his head there in against Deli Ali, getting the, getting his header into Mo Salah with his back to goal and Mo Salah was able to just nicely shift the ball uh, to the left and Firmino was able to open his body um, and open his body in such a way that the defender kind of dived in and, and missed the ball and then Firmino was able to control it beautifully with his left foot and then with his next touch uh, fire it past Gazaniga to make it 1-0 and uh, we went into half time you know all positive I think um, you know Jurgen Klopp definitely would have been the happier manager going in at half time um, we dominated said we dominated the game we obviously had the goal as well Tottenham hadn't really created anything um, there were a couple of yellow cards I think Joe Gomez got a yellow card just from uh, a bit of eagerness in trying to take down uh, Son and Mora on the on the break, and that was pretty much all Tottenham really had. That's the only way they really looked threatening uh, was on the break. Um, but uh, second half was uh, quite different, and I'd say probably Jose Mourinho probably would be the one that was happier with the second half than than Jurgen Klopp would be. Um, and I think in the second half we were kind of our own worst enemy. I was watching in the UK here the Sky Sports. Uh, analysis after the game and they were kind of talking about how the players maybe could have even got a little bit bored and I, and I completely agree with that like we were controlling the game we were passing it back they weren't really like you know closing us down getting really tight to us and I think that we kind of just got into a bit of um I don't want to say complacency but I think we just maybe switched off or or let off that tiny bit um and then we started making a few mistakes um which which luckily for us this time didn't lead to any mis or any goals conceded um, we were lucky. I think they had two chances. Like Son had a chance, which he blazed over the bar. And then I think the Lo Celso chance was the was the one where he kind of, I'm not sure how he missed. It was. It almost looked like it was harder to miss from that angle uh, than score, but uh, he did miss anyways. And um, yeah, I think we, we rode out like a little bit. Um, but I think, you know, in the end, when you look at the whole game, you look at the stats and everything like that, you know, we, we did dominate the game. Um, but as I was saying earlier, you know, all, all of those chances that Spurs created were, were, most of them were down to, you know, our, our own making, you know, we were giving the ball away or just, just holding on to the ball that little bit too longer. I think, um, Henderson and Wijnaldum both got caught on that today, um, where they kind of took one touch and should have played the pass, but they took, you know, two and three touches. And that's when, that's when the likes of Son... Uh, Mora, Winks, and they, they and then they, that's when they started, you know, pressing onto us, and that's how they won the ball. So, um, I guess you know, just keeping the ball moving, recycling the ball a little quicker would have stopped that. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, we saw the game through. Uh, Allison obviously made some good saves as well. But um, for me, the one player there's a, there's one player I guess I want to call out in this game um, in terms of in a positive way, in a positive way, and that is uh, Roberto Firmino. Uh, he's obviously had a, he had a pretty good December um, with the goals uh, out in Qatar and then against Leicester as well. And for me in this Tottenham game, he he was first class. Like he was just um, imperious. Like particularly in that first half, that performance of his in the first half, where you know right at the beginning he had that chance where he was running off um, the midfielders and the defenders, running in behind, coming in short. Um, and linking up the play, getting the and letting uh, Wijnaldum and Henderson get uh, Wijnaldum and Oxlade Chamberlain, sorry, get <coughs> further ahead. I think everything he did was 
um, was just, you know, just absolutely fantastic in the first half. It kind of tailed off a little bit in the second half, but then he showed us the other part of his game where he was working hard, closing the ball down, getting interceptions. Um, and I think, you know, yeah, for he, for me, he was, he was, he was man of the match. Um, and I, I think if I think back to a lot of the things that, you know, Liverpool fans were fearing and, and pundits and things were saying after we saw Coutinho was around that um, creative a spark and element to our team and you know our midfield is is a kind of a hard-working engine rather than a you know a flair creative midfield um and, and there was always that kind of fear that you know maybe we would score less and actually i'm sure if you look at our scoring figures i don't know the stats off by heart but we probably scored more goals since coutinho left than when he was still here and i think a big reason of that is because of the way bobby Firmino plays like he can be that center forward but then at the same time he can also drop drop into that kind of number 10 or false nine uh, role and then link up with Salah Mane and any of the midfielders bombing on past him. And I think that's one of the one of the fears that I guess we had when Coutinho left just hasn't been talked about since because of the role of Firmino. And I think the Tottenham game was a great, great example of like one, why he is so important to our team, but two, that he's kind of filled that creative playmaker role within our team and he's a striker and he scores. So, like, you know, he's he's been... He, he ticks so many boxes. Um, and, yeah, just... There aren't any... Uh, enough superlatives for me to give Firmino. He gets an 11 out of 10 uh, rating from me in this episode. Let me guys know... Uh, let me know who your favourite player was from the Tottenham game. Uh, get in touch. I think my Twitter and Instagram are in the description. So, let me know who your favourite player was. Um, Gini Wijnaldum also got a shout-out. And Alison uh, on, on Sky here in the UK their performances as well but um i think the shout out to klopp for this episode will be around uh, management of games like i've spoken about management of games in the past and it's something we have like night and day got better at um however the second half was an example and it's probably a good thing that happens to us where we are kept on our toes a little bit it just means we know we need to keep improving and we can do things better it's not that everything just went swimmingly well and uh, you know we just kind of got maybe could get a bit complacent I think maybe it's a good thing to kind of make a few mistakes um, but luckily it not cost us however I think between now and the end of the season both in the Premier League you know and even in the Champions League there will be tight games you know nil nil games uh, games where we're winning one nil or whatever and we will be we'll have to defend and we will have to you know keep that concentration up we may be under the cosh uh, particularly in the Champions League against some of the better teams if, if we progress you know to the quarters and the semi-finals um, and I think it's just something that I'm sure Klopp is speaking to the players about and they're working on but it's just about you know taking that one touch then pass but keeping the ball moving quickly um, so that we're not giving the ch- not not giving the opposition the chance to nick the ball away high up the pitch for them, um, and also for us it keeps that kind of momentum ticking forward for us as well. And, and when we get that momentum going, uh, we are you know we're really really dangerous, and, and we we always look like we can go on and score you know two three goals. So that's all that's really positive um, when we do play like that. But you know there will be some squeaky bum time between now and the end of the season. Uh, I don't think any Liverpool fan will tell you that we don't expect that. But uh, it's just to focus on those things in those in those uh, times. Um, but next up, next up for us is United uh, at home. Obviously, our only draw of this only draw of the season so far came away at Old Trafford. Um, and obviously, United have played better against the um, the bigger teams this season than they have against the lower ranked teams. 
Uh, so it should be an interesting challenge. Obviously, Liverpool-Manchester United is always a big game, um, regardless of where the teams are in the league and things like that. But, you know, for us, the MO and the, the target is very clear. Another three points at home at Anfield. Obviously, the crowd will be up for it. It's a Sunday afternoon kickoff. It should be a great one. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that, and then make sure you tune in for the Let's Talk Liverpool podcast after that. I'm sure it will be a good one. But get in touch, guys, if you want to see... Um, a, a preview of that game uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode anyway and I'll catch you on the next one